I'm in my slam poetry era. <laughs> I'm in my cinnamon toast era. Don't check on me. Did you know cinnamon is considered to be the spice like wars were waged over? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. A general driver. It's pretty good. Cinnamon's pretty. I was thinking about cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I opened my cinnamon, personal. Cinnamon, don't forget the cinnamon. What is that from? It's from like a fruitcake song like christmas uh-huh. carol oh okay like it's like sugar and spice and candy nice or something i don't candy know candy nice <laughs> i almost blacked out for a second there and like Woo. people go in circles and it and it creates like a rhythm mm-hmm. and one of the things is cinnamon cinnamon don't forget the cinnamon we should start a band oh <laughs> what if <laughs> i would be horrible <laughs> cinnamon Yes. So I went into my cupboard, took my cinnamon out, and then just kind of like huffed it for a second. Like, just like, oh, I want to smell curiosity. cinnamon. Because I was like, I've never really thought about how cinnamon smells. You've never appreciated cinnamon on the terms it deserves to be appreciated Exactly. On. And you know how I'm like, like topically allergic to cinnamon? Yeah. Turns out the inside of your nose is topical too, because that is also technically outside skin. So I had a fun... A fun swelling experience. Wow, that's crazy. A weird day. But, like, does your tongue get itchy? A little bit if it, like, sticks around for too long. Like, if I eat a cinnamon roll, I just have to drink water So the cinnamon challenge is out of the question. I've done the cinnamon challenge once, and it was one Uh, of the worst times of my life, yeah. I believe it. We also didn't have... It was on my high school campus, and we didn't have, like, spoons. Yeah. So someone, like... A guy just, like, filled his hand with cinnamon, and I ate the cinnamon. <laughs> I ate the cinnamon Sweaty out cinnamon. of his hand like like a horse eating. cinnamon. Horse eating oats. <laughs> it was horrible, and cinnamon was Crazy. everywhere. I never did the cinnamon challenge. I, I watched the Glozell video a fair amount, though. That's a good one. I, like, pride myself on knowing Glozell. That's, like, early it's, YouTube stuff. Yeah. The things I pride myself on, <laughs> watching... Three hour long movies. Uh huh. Knowing who Glazelle is. Mm hmm. <sighs> What's the funniest way that I could have finished that? If you had a Nobel Prize and you just mentioned it, like after <laughs> those two. <laughs> oh, in my Academy Award. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> either we could play it really down, and you could be like, the fact I like washed my socks this week or whatever. But it's much funnier if you play it up, (laughs) I decided. I'm a bit of a comedic mastermind. I feel like you have been skirting the issue. Uh, Well, you have to ask, Becca. I keep trying to segue. We talked about cinnamon, Becca. I talked about smelling cinnamon. So what does cinnamon smell like? I don't actually know exactly what you're talking about today is the issue. Oh. Which is the funny thing about having the other person ask the question every time is that we always come in blind. That's true. Like, all I know is that you had a couple of library books on fragrances? Yes. So the question is, why do we wear perfume? Oh, Mm because it smells pretty, right? Sort of, yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, Tegan, why do you wear perfume? I wear perfume because it makes me feel pretty. Is that why humans wear perfume? Yeah, pretty much. Can you be more specific? Actually, yes. <laughs> Significantly. Let's hope so. Welcome to Be More Specific, a podcast where an entomologist, me, and a film student, me, 
Walk into a podcast and walk out with a question answered. I'm Tegan. And I'm Becca. One of these days we'll go, "Mm, not really. Not really. Today we're talking about food fight again. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can't stop thinking about it all the time. That's so funny. I forgot about it immediately after. I like once a week think about food fight. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Have you smelled anybody great lately? Ooh. Have I? I I only maybe like two, three times a week do I get big whiffs of somebody wearing Sometimes, sometimes. It's always on an elevator. It's typically on an elevator. Typically an elevator. In the morning. There was someone who sat behind me in Bio 100 who had a cologne that I could not handle. Oh, it was icky. It was just really like, it was like sweet, but also musky. But there was like Mm. no other tones. It was Mm. just sweet and musk. If it smells like fresh... Mm-hmm. Like fresh linen, mint, that's the stuff that I'm really into. And there was a guy who got off the elevator a couple days ago where I was like, oh. hmm. I, Which I'm sure is exactly what he wanted. Yeah, he won. He won. He won. Humans, were animals, but we buy our pheromones, I guess. Do you wear perfume? Very occasionally. Mm. I just feel like it doesn't really stick. I'm probably wrong. Ooh. I probably just get used to it, right? But No, we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, not typically. Sometimes, though, if I'm, like, really feeling, like, it's normally when I wear makeup that I also think to put perfume in because I keep them in the same place. Yeah. You know? And I wear makeup, like, once uh, every, like, month. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to preface. We're talking about perfume. We are not talking about pheromones. We are not talking about olfactory memory. We are not talking about any of those very cool things because, guess what? There's so much. Yeah. I was like, oh, perfume, that's kind of short. It's kind of bite-sized. Like, it should be easy to research. No. I had to go to the library. I had to find books. I had to ask someone where the perfume books were because they were moving books. And she was like, oh, over there? And I was like, thank you. <laughs> that's hilarious. Who do you think, like, what major would be most likely to check out a perfume book? A cosmetology, maybe? Is that a major here? Or chemists, actually. Chemists. Because there's a lot of work with, like, volatile organics and chemistry. Or in pufer, puf, perfumery, perfumery. Okay, poof perfumery. Also, today I'm going to need your French help. Everybody's favorite bit. <laughs> Becca pretends to know French. So, okay, I just wanted. There's a lot about perfumes. So we're going to talk about only them, and later we will have a podcast called "The Nose Knows," and it will be about all the other olfaction. Does that not already exist. No, well, I'm saying an episode called oh, the Nose not like Nose. a not like a spinoff podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not making a nose. I was face. like, if you're if you're game, <laughs> no, um, my nose knows. My your nose knows, not yours. No, our, just my nose. Our nose don't knows each other. <gasps> not as much as I'd like. Yeah, this was difficult to research because a lot of the stuff online is commercial for perfumes. Yeah, and. There's as I so I have this thing where sometimes I'll be researching a topic and I go, this could be a whole thesis. And it's crazy. Yeah. One of the books I read would say crazy things. And then I would go to the citations and they're just like like the citation would be like personal communication or like Wikipedia. And I was like, you anyone can write a book. (laughs) (laughs) It was really tough because books are nice because it's people who are in it basically for the love of the game. I think for something this niche. I think it was one of those contracted tabletop books, though, because it was huge pictures of perfume ads. Yeah. Yeah. That one wasn't very useful, but it was very heavy and I carried it home. 
<laughs> so I'm so now I'm stronger. So now you are stronger as a result of this podcast. Exactly. It's a health endeavor. How do you think we smell things? Ooh, with our noses. Uh, good job. Mm. Wh- what are we smelling when we smell things? Danger. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. You always go back to evolution, so I thought it was a good bet. Oh, that's actually, you make a good point. No, there's <laughs> there's tiny pieces of the thing you're smelling in the air. Oh. Like s- small molecules. I, that, that makes so much sense. Yeah, and when you sniff, those molecules are particles reach the roof of our nostrils and that's where all of the olfaction nonsense is going on yeah well that kind of reminds me of the question where everybody's like hank green hank green where does the candle wax go and it's like he's like it burns yeah that's and they're like but you can't see it and it's like so a lot of things burn that you can't see yeah where does the mass go when you burn wood into the air yeah exactly ozone layer that directly no longer exists. <laughs> directly into the ozone. Just just fighting it. Just hand-to-hand combat in the ozone layer. No, there's uh, it's a war going on. Oh, good. There's lots of tiny molecules. Poly- po- po- Do you think the molecules Particles. Molecules. <laughs> <laughs> Particle <laughs> molecules. Molecules. They square up. <laughs> Anyone who, li- who has an alternative relationship style, <laughs> they're, they're tearing the ozone layer apart. <laughs> oh man personally personally i believe <laughs> <laughs> people are like why don't you support like open marriages or like and it's like because they're destroying the ozone layer <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay first off i do i have to i have to say there's a type of bee it's called an orchid bee and they when they visit flowers they rub the flowers' oils on their their uh, like thighs essentially, mm-hmm. and the males then will sit on like trees mm-hmm. and they'll fan their wings really fast and put their little legs up, and then the females will come and be like, nah, and they'll leave or they'll or they'll be like, if their orchid isn't mm, good enough, fine, yeah. So it's a way to pick the best pollinators. Yeah, whoever's visited the most flowers is probably the most fit. So they're looking for diversity in the aroma. Yeah, they're looking for diversity. They're looking for strength. So scientists, if you want to catch a bunch of orchid bees in like Argentina or Costa Rica or whatever, you can put traps that are just like vanilla scented, like just put vanilla extract on like a piece of paper and tape Mm -hmm. it to a tree. And bees will come from far and wide. They can't sting because they're solitary. And you can just pick them out of the air. You can just has a lot of bees. And they're super metallic and they're big. And if I was a bug, I would be an orchid bee because they smell nice and they have big thighs just like me. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. So I had to talk about them because they're my favorite. Their favorite scents are vanilla and cinnamon. Your favorite other than acylates. Yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, acylate. Please don't hurt me. Perfume started in ancient Mesopotamia, Egypt, and the Indus Valley Civilization. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Do you remember Indus Valley? Did you have an obscenely long... We had a pretty (laughs) solid curriculum centered around the Indus Valley, yeah. Mine was like a whole year. It was crazy. We didn't have that much. We did have a lot of Mesopotamia and the the Crescent, Mm. whatever that was, Crescent Valley? I don't know. I think it's Crescent Valley. Or like Fertile fertile Crescent. Talked about that. Yes. That's all. I don't know. That's all. I'm just thinking about... What are you thinking about, babe? 
thinking fertile about the crescent. fertile crescent. <laughs> um, Eugene Rimmel Aww. of Rimmel fame. <laughs> Naturally. He said, the history of perfume is, in some manner, that of civilization. And he is not wrong. It is wild, actually. <laughs> so the Romans and the Muslims are the ones who really refined perfumery because it was used in like cultural practices or religious practices Mm -hmm. but like incense and like yeah exactly incense and also burning the quran actually recommends that men specifically put perfume on after bathing Hmm. as a like a sign of cleanliness are you ready for a woman in stem moment (laughs) never been readier this is my my podcast corner called women in stem The world's first recorded chemist is considered to be a woman named Taputi, a perfume maker first mentioned in a cuneiform tablet from 2 millennium B.C. Whoa. In Mesopotamia. That's B.C. Yeah. And so perfumery is literally chemistry. And so she's like the ideal. She's the chemist. That's so cool. She's the blueprint. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of her. I don't like I read that the first... (laughs) The first chemist was a woman making perfume in Mesopotamia. And I like my I had like tears. I was like, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Paving the way. Paving the way. In ancient Egypt, as you probably know, bodies were entombed with aromatic spices. And then in general, aromatic ointments and perfumed waters were used heavily. I do wonder pretty frequently why we all learn so much about Egypt specifically. Uh huh. I think it's because it's cool. Just because it's cool. The word perfume derives from the Latin Perfumer, meaning to smoke through, which is a cool. That is cool. There is controversy on if perfumery was lost in Western Europe after the fall of the Western Roman Empire. Regardless, it was brought back in full force or was just reinstated in full force after the Islamic invasion of Spain and Italy in 711 and 827. I mean, they did have sewers in the streets in Europe. Yeah, no, there's. Okay, so I read my three books. The mm-hmm. big perfume one wasn't very helpful. There was one called Fragrance. And that one was somewhat helpful, but she had a little, a little like two paragraph thing talking about the streets of Europe yeah. in that period. <laughs> and then there's a, like, there's a line where dis- depictions of the streets of Europe went from being like, get out while you can, and being like, this is one of the nicest places I've ever been because they would just like, like perfume walls and like have like bowls of water with like petals in it. Yeah, they were literally out. just covering everything up. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. They were just band-aiding it. Probably because of the theory of miasma, where bad scents cause disease. That's another Yeah, thing. that it's the scents and not like the bacteria. Yeah. We are 100%. I'm going to do an episode on germ theory. Because mm-hmm. there is. We, for so long, were like, well, this, the ghosts... The ghosts give you the flu. Checkmate. So. (laughs) Come to think of it, I did have a mysterious encounter with a ghost last week. Yeah, and then you got sick. And then I got sick. You got scared, and the devil forced his way down your throat, making it itchy. And then eventually he left because you sweat enough, and now you're fine. Yeah. That checks out? Yeah, that checks out. We should try bloodletting. That, like, yeah, that fits exactly with my experience, Tegan actually. and Becca do bloodletting. Whoa, what if? <laughs> I would, would you let a leech feed on you? No. What if I was next to you letting it, like, a different leech feed on me? very much depends on the situation. Oh, fair. You can feel them cutting. You might not like it. I feel it, yeah. No, I would not like it. <laughs> anyway, 
Weirdly enough, the Bible describes a sacred perfume in Exodus 30, 22 to 33, if anyone wants the recipe. <laughs> um, it consists of liquid myrrh, fragrant cinnamon, cane, cassia, and then its use was forbidden except by the priests. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, right? And then later it was used just by, like, women in general. Mm. You can buy it if you look up, like, Exodus perfume. A bunch <laughs> of oh yeah places are, like, wow. Big business. Yeah. The first modern perfume made of scented oils suspended in an alcohol solution as opposed to, like, a water solution or, like, a, a hard perfume was made in 1370 at the command of Queen Elizabeth of Hungary and was known throughout Europe as Hungary water. That's kind of fun. So you said hard perfume. Have you never seen solid perfume? No. It's like an oil. It looks like a lip balm, but it's just perfume oil, and you, like, put it on the inside of your wrists or on your neck. And Oh, I see what you mean. Did people ever, was there ever a trend where people would just, like, take something that smelled good and just, like, shove it in their pockets? Yes. That's just potpourri. Oh, yeah. Are you thinking of the the plague pocket full of posies? I wasn't thinking about that. I was literally just thinking, like, I don't know, like, somebody was just ca- carried fresh baked bread around or stuff like that. I don't think anyone did that because gourmand fragrances did not come along till later. At this point, it was very popular to smell spicy, essentially, mm. because spices were also, like... Sign we, of, like, aristocracy? Yeah, like, every... Most colonialization came down to spices. Mm-hmm. Mostly cinnamon, still, where mm-hmm. it was just, like... Cinnamon was that first push, and then it all kind of fell apart from there. Or, you know, miraculously happened, depending on who you are. (laughs) But even flowers. the positive consequences of imperialism. (laughs) I remember writing essays like that. Even, like, flowers weren't as popular. It kind of took time. Like, the Exodus perfume is literally myrrh, cinnamon, cane, and then I believe cassia is a flower, but like it was yeah. predominantly well, more are cologne-y also, scents. Like those are pretty strong from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Like you just smell them immediately and they're good. With flowers, you might have to like press them in oil and stuff like that. In we order will to talk get... about extraction methods. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to extract them so it makes sense that it would be the first. And a develop. lot of the perfumes we use now are primarily synthetic. With mm-hmm. just they're based off of a certain molecule that was found because. That's so cool. They just don't, like, the flowers just don't make enough. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And if it's the same molecule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Hungary water. Mm -hmm. The oldest surviving recipes call for fresh rosemary, thyme, and brandy, which sounds like... Have a little rotisserie chicken moment. (laughs) (laughs) Queen Elizabeth is having a little rotisserie chicken moment. It... Number one, doesn't that smell like something you would go into, like, the Target men's section and it would be like, yes. cologne for guys? Like Old Spice, yeah. <laughs> An Old Spice scent. A brandy-scented deodorant. Oh, yikes. <laughs> it would be so gross. I'd be obsessed. Later formulations that have been found, because it kind of changed with time. There's been permutations of it. Uh, wine, lavender, mint, mm. sage, mm-hmm. majorum, which I don't know what that is. Marjoram? Marjoram, do you know what that is? It's a spice. Oh, another spice. Costas. Don't know that one. Only got half. (laughs) And then orange blossom and lemon. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know those ones? Yeah. Cool. I see them. uh, They put them in cakes sometimes on Great British Bake Off. They do. It's my only familiarity. I wonder if they make perfume out of the terrible smelling tree on BYU campus. You know the tree that smells like pee? 
or something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a horrible tree. It's terror. It's so bad. Do you know the story? They planted a bunch of, of male trees because the male trees don't produce as fragrant of flowers. Yeah. And like half the trees were like, oh, there's no females around. So they became female because <gasps> trees are not beholden. I did not know that. That <laughs> is so funny. Of sexuality. <laughs> Yeah, it's very funny. And then they That's like a Jurassic Park thing. That's life so really will find a way. And that's why there's you know how there's fruit all over the sidewalk on that side of campus and it gets all nasty? Yeah. It's not supposed to be there. It's because the trees were like becoming a woman. Hmm? <laughs> Try and stop me. I am reclaiming my femininity. And I'm going to produce so much fruit. That's kinda cute. I know. Kind of kind Good of proud for of her. the trees. Good for her. That's what I should say every time. The trees smell terrible. <laughs> Instead of, oh, goodness gracious, get me out of here. That's what you say every time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, get me out of here. <laughs> Perfumed gloves became popular in the 17th century. There was a guild of glove and perfume makers. Kind of like, remember how I said there was rules about who can make, uh, what's it called? Who can make gingerbread? Yeah. There were rules about who could make perfumed gloves. And there was also, so perfumers were also known to create poisons. Uh-huh. A French duchess was murdered when a perfume with poison was rubbed into her gloves and was slowly absorbed into her skin. That is so cool. I know. That's got to be an Agatha Christie book. Has to be, right? The case of the perfumed gloves. The case of the royal duchess. The case of the aromatic gloves. Oh. And, like, one of the reveals is at the end, it's revealed. The case of the aromatic duchess. We should write it. We should go straight. Agatha Christie book. Please, yeah. King Louis the... Okay, it's X and then V. What is that? 15th. King Louis the 15th's court was known as the perfumed court, as they used perfume instead of soap or water on people and objects. Huh. Like, they would clean... His chair with like perfume. Wow. Apparently, it was oh. horrible. Like, I mean, they must, like, they would become desensitized to it. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> to each their own. Scent blindness is very real. In the book, Fragrance, <laughs> she recommends uh, if you ever get like scent blindness or you're trying to like shop for a perfume and you can't handle it, she said the coffee beans don't work, which it's true. There's scientific studies, coffee beans don't actually reset anything. But if you breathe through, like, your shirt, or if you have wool, especially, and you breathe through it, it neutralizes them, and then you're able, essentially, you give your nose, like, a break, and mm-hmm. then usually you can smell after that. That's what she does as, like, a professional. That is so funny. There's a Pushing Daisies episode about this guy who can smell really, really good. Yes. He is a, a weird death scent detective. Yeah. <laughs> Perfumius peaked in England during the reigns of Henry VIII and Queen Elizabeth I. All public places all public places were scented during her rule since she could not tolerate bad smells. Okay. Notably, that okay, on Wikipedia Lizzie. was followed by not only a citation needed, but it said citation needed, comma, who said this? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... This Wikipedia, like, editor is, is taking he no names. <laughs> he is... There's... No, he is taking... Well, he wants to take names. He would like names, Is please. the issue, yeah. Please give this man names. He's, he, please, he's begging for names. <laughs> there is a theory, I have it all capital letters, because this was another citation needed. And also, we don't know. The <laughs> etymology of jazz comes from jasmine perfume traditionally worn by sex workers in New Orleans. However, sex workers at that time were also known as Jezebels, so it mm. could have come from there, too. 
That is fascinating. Or maybe both. I don't know. There's other theories, too, but I just Convergent thought that was evolution. Fun. Honestly. You, it, <laughs> it happens more than you think. Exactly. In the 1990s is when we started getting gourmand fragrances. So sweeter, less heavy animal and plant scents. And that's kind of where we are now. Nothing, not much has changed. Now perfume, there's like super crazy expensive ones. Yeah. But generally, it's like a common good. The most expensive perfume in the world. Yeah. Shumuku. Mm-hmm. Costs a whopping $1.29 million for one bottle. It is a remote-controlled fragrance spray. And it won the Guinness World Record for having the most diamonds on a perfume bottle. Oh, it's the bottle. Yeah, it is Indian agarwood, sandalwood, musk, Turkish rose, and several other ingredients which are not disclosed by so the company. it's probably, like, fine. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Scent-wise, I don't know how you could rank scents very well. It is estimated that the fragrance lasts for more than 12 hours on human skin. I mean, that would, yeah, I think staying power is important and maybe, like, quality of ingredients. 30 days on fabric, that's all. Okay. I don't think it would smell very good. But, like, how else would you measure it? Because scent is so subjective. I like very different scents than you do. Agreed. Ugh. This, oh, if it's... Do you not like my perfume? Sweet. I don't smell your... I don't notice your perfume. You don't smell like, my perfume? ever. Someday. Sometimes it, you, like, get into my car and I notice it a tiny bit, mm. but I generally speaking... Do you go, ugh, or do you just go, oh, Tegan's wearing perfume? Yeah, that. There the was one time... One. There was one time that you were, like, you were wearing, like, a lot... Like, you were, like, trying to, like, save me from myself. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, I applied it as I was walking out the door, and by the time we got to school, I'd calmed down. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true. I like it was like still wet, so there was like the alcohol scent. Yeah, I was like, Tegan, what? Okay, types of perfume. We're gonna talk about being a smart shopper now mm. of perfumes, My- or just you know perfume knowledge. You don't have to buy perfume. I'm not forcing oh. you to buy perfume. Okay, I don't have okay. stock in the perfume industry. <laughs> Parfum or extrate is a 15 to 40 percent aromatic compound, and that's like the pure perfume. That's what you use to like make others. Which notably, 15 to 40 is still pretty low, right? It's just you really don't need that high of a percentage for some of these things because they are so strongly smelling and you need a mixer. Yeah. I'm about to ask a very stupid question. Do it. Eau de toilette. We're going to get there. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Esprit de parfum Mm -hmm. is 15 to 30% and it is seldom used. You just don't see it very much. Because it's not powerful enough? I don't know. They just don't. Mm -hmm. It's not marketable, I guess. Yeah, okay. Eau de parfum is the most, like, o, popular. E-A-U? Yeah. Means water of, I believe. Water of perfume. It's 10 <laughs> to 20%, and it is the one most people will be like, oh, buy this one if you want expensive perfume because it's a higher quantity or whatever. Because Eau de Toilette is 5 to 15% and is what you use usually for masculine perfumes. Hmm. Yeah, weirdly. That's eau the difference. Eau de Parfum yeah. is the masculine. Or, uh, no, Eau de Toilette is the masculine. Oh, oh, oh. Eau de Parfum is the fancy one. Eau de Parfum. Uh, eau de Cologne, which is called Cologne, can mean three things. One, a citrusy, fresh smell. Yeah. Two, a more diluted fragrance. I'm buying a Cologne instead of a Eau de Toilette. Hmm. Three, a fragrance made for men. Hmm? None of these are regulated. 
So if you want to be a smart shopper, uh, smell it because there none none of this yeah, is regular. Yeah, nope. none of these other things. None have of this anything to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> there is a perfume. So it's not like champagne. No, we're like it has to actually come the champagne. Oh, you ready? I, I didn't write this down, but I'm so glad you brought this up. There was a perfume that was attempted to be named champagne. Mm. I believe it was a Ralph Lauren perfume. Ooh, and a bunch of wine growers were like, no. <laughs> Absolutely. Champagne no. is champagne is <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and in in the book Cosmetics and Fragrance, we've now we've talked about all three books now. Yeah, so, so happy. My time spent carrying the books is fine. But in that book, uh, they talk about how <laughs> how um, sorry how it's funny that they didn't want champagne to have multiple meanings when everything else in French does. Like mm-hmm. like the author was like heated. It was so funny. I love it. I love it when seemingly nonfiction books just like have these little hills that the author will die on. Yeah. And the author's like, like nope. and one more thing. <laughs> All objectivity is out the window. Doesn't matter. It's like, I'm going to talk about this and you're going to strap it and listen because I've, we're halfway through, sunk cost. You've yeah, got to right. finish reading. Did you read every bit of all of these books? Of two of them. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate you, you that. You put in the work. I did. Which is, so much of it was about like things no one cares about. Yeah. But I do but know. But now you ha- know a lot of things. It's in my brain. Fragrance, perfumes in general are internally regulated for the most part. Some of it's FDA just to make sure you're not putting, like, crazy stuff on your skin. The UK has, like, a no, not allowed incense list for things that are, like, cause, like, high allergies. But it has, it's had a really hard time getting, like, actually applied anywhere. So does it ever happen where perfumes, like, just change their formula and use the same name? Yes, constantly. It's actually, like, the perfumers. That's annoying. People get mad about it. They should just say, like, the sequel. Sometimes they'll they'll call it like a two or they'll just say, oh, it's a reformulation, you know, mm-hmm. same bottle. Do they typically scent. just change it for like cost effectiveness? Cost effectiveness. And sometimes you literally like they'll run out of a certain ingredient. Yeah. Huh. The FDA does some and then most of it's internally regulated. But even then it's kind of loose. So now where the scents come from, which we just started yeah. talking about. Animals? Some of it. I'm going to list some of the crazy ones. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Musk comes from musk deer, mm. who are all endangered. Oh. Amber, ambergris from whales is very rare, is worth over $5,000 per pound, and is found in a whale's digestive tract. Ew. Apparently it adds an earthy scent. I mean, can't go without that earthy Castorium scent. from beavers, they have glands that produce it. Yeah. It's a musky vanilla scent, and most of the time when you smell vanilla, it's that, not actually vanilla. Huh. Um, including vanilla flavoring. Civet. Oh, I have heard that before. Yeah. Man, whatever. Civet it comes from African civets. It's like a cat-like feline morph thing. It's not really a cat. Labdanum, which is traditionally from the thighs of goats that touched rock rose shrubs, but is now just made out of rock rose shrubs. What? <laughs> but it was traditionally collected from the goat's thighs, which is funny to me. Yeah, and then it should be. There's this this thing called scatoli. There, there's like a French like perfumier who's going around. He's going around his little lab. He's seeing what everybody's collected. And he's like, this has not touched a goat's thigh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, well acceptable. There are people whose job it is to go to like tropical countries and just like get sniffing, like find the next scent. It's find so... the thing we can put our perfumery on edge. You know? On the cutting edge, yeah. Yeah. There's this other one, Scatoli or Scatol, which is a smelly, horrible scent that is found in feces as well as decomposing bodies and is traditionally added to most perfumes, pretty much all perfumes containing flowers because it makes them smell more natural. You add a very little bit of the, like, yeah, like decomposing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it apparently it makes it, like, more believable. It, like, gives the bottom notes to the top notes of the flower. That is so cool. fascinating. Some perfumeries, like the one that created Etat Libre de Orange. Yep. No, you do it. Got it in one. No, you try it. It's E-T-A-T. Etat. Libre. Libre. De Orange. Etat Libre d'Orange. They have used blood, sweat, spit, well, and urine legal. from hot women to see if they can generate arousal. Okay, <laughs> pretty girls don't sweat any different. There has also been attempts to find the scent of a woman by they, they took a bunch of like, they in the book specify fair skinned, which is interesting. Fair skinned, traditionally attractive women, six of them, three virgin, three not told them to not eat a list of, like, aromatic foods for, like, six months. And then they put a – basically, it's like a suction cup on their stomachs mm-hmm. beneath their belly button, which they determined to be the most pure spot of a woman. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> no notes. I, they would look at – Objectively true. They would look at that area of my body and be like, these stretch marks. <laughs> this is not pure. <laughs> but they then they they isolated the the scents coming off of the women and they use that too. But it turn, it's nothing special. Yeah, that doesn't sound very nice. No, it's kind of insane. I mean, if maybe like not onion sweat would be my one note. Everything else is probably fine. That was. I remember being little and like eating garlic and going to the bathroom later and being like, "What the heck." This is a little weird. Did I do something wrong? The other day I was talking to people about asparagus pee and they were all like, I've never had asparagus pee. And I was like, okay. Why I don't are we eat talking? asparagus. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. I forgot you're allergic. My, I could eat asparagus. There is a number of asparagus I could eat before it becomes a problem. <laughs> but everybody was like, I just don't eat enough asparagus for it to be an issue. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just pictured, I just pictured you're like eating lunch and you like slowly like close it and inside is all the asparagus. Or you start like shoving it in your pocket. <laughs> Hiding my asparagus. It's just, I was like, is this a status symbol? How little asparagus you eat? Everyone's like, well, I'm it's not. It's just an idle like I don't eat asparagus. About a weird biological process. It was so funny. That's really funny. A bunch of like film majors on a film set. Here's the speed. So notes are what perfumeries and perfume like, I don't know, pe- people who smell perfume. Aficionados. Perfume aficionados. I mean, that, I mean, there's this website. It's not what they're called. Like, testers would probably be more accurate. Well, no, here's the thing. But if you are like a perfume hobbyist, there are perfume, perfume hobbyists. There's this website called Fragrantica. I'll link it in the description because it's very helpful. You can search for perfumes based on notes that you enjoy. And you can also search for perfumes using perfumes you like and find ones that are in similar, like, scent families. And here are some of the scents that they have in their database. Ready for this? Shoot. Burnt match, brown, scotch tape, clay, chalk, 
cocaine, glue, industrial glue, mm-hmm. gunpowder, hot iron, instant film. That was, I. we were at work the other day and we had this waxed thread that we needed to de-wax a little bit so mm-hmm. that it wouldn't like melt onto our books that we were making. And so the way that we de-waxed it was by ironing it under newsprint. Mm. And then it would just like come off on hot the newsprint. newsprint smells hot real newsprint. Good. I was like, I learned this new thing about myself. It is so nice. It's probably there's probably a per- if you Google perfume that smells like you see all of like the recommendations. Yeah. And there's like so much that they've actually done. Are you pro or anti Sharpie smell? Pro. Okay. I also like the smell of gas. I don't love gas. I love. I gas. like Sharpies. I love gas. I love gas. If you Google like. Perfumes that smell like X. Yeah. There are so many, including there was one that I found that smelled. That's where a lot of like the cocaine and stuff comes from. Mm. A perfume that smells like a dirty motel room is what they were going for. Has like booze in it, too. Ew. And like people were rating it and were literally like, I can smell the smoke and then the smoke dissipates and then I can smell like the musty sheets. Like... Which is kind of cool. One of my least favorite scents is new car smell. Oh, I hate it. I love it. Because it tastes, it, it's like, it tastes, it smells kind of like, like cigarettes or something. Oh. I hate it. It's disgusting. I um, hate cars. If we can make it smell as, as little oh. like a car as possible, that would be ideal. Did you like the air freshener I put in or yeah, was, was it good. too close it to new good. car smell? No, it's fine. I was debating between the new car smell and freshener. I'm so glad I got the fresh linen. I was like, Becca likes fresh linen. Fresh linen. My favorite scent. <clears throat> I remembered what I was going to say. In So I'm resequencing. It's been resequenced. Epizote, which is also called Mexican tea, and is a very cool plant, Dysphania ambrosoides, and that is used to, like, remove worms, like, traditionally. it's And it also, if you eat it... Remove worms from what? Bodies. And if you, if you put this herb in beans before you eat them, it apparently decreases flatulence. Anyway... It, our, our professor mentioned like offhand about how terrible it smells and everyone was like, yeah, it smells like BO. And I was like, cause I grew up with it growing near me mm-hmm. and I used to love the smell. It was like kind of musty, but I like liked it. It was, it was a fun scent. And they not were, to be confused with musky. Yeah. Not to be confused. And they were talking about it and someone was like, I don't know. It just kind of smells industrial to me. And I realized I like, you know, when you get like something from Amazon and people are like, horrible plastic smell in the packaging you like that i love the horrible plastic smell huh which brings me to the next note on the list neoprene oh which it was a it's this little perfume that has like sunscreen and neoprene and like ocean scents which i think is kind of cute yeah that is also like there is a little depressing note to it isn't there just like the industrialization of society and just like the fact that that's even been commodified no i like it I think it's cool that an artist, because perfumery is not done by a corporation. Yeah. There are, like, well, oh, artists. Well, oh, if it's, like, an artist, yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, an independent, like, an indie perfume brand. Yeah, I think that's cute. Spray paint. That mm. was part of an Adidas perfume, so you can be mad at that one. <laughs> Midi Adar, which is Earth's perfume. It's basically the scent of wet soil from different regions. Is that similar to, like, the pre-rain scent? Uh, Petrichor. Yeah. Yeah. I played with someone on Overwatch last night whose username was Petrichor, mm. and it took everything in me to not just stop playing an info dump, but I chose not to. Good job. Uh, and then also paper and leather, which are pretty normal mm-hmm. scents. But it's kind of wild that we have, like, there's, like, little bottles in, in, in places where they make perfume that say, like, paper. Yeah. 
oh, this, this right here, this is the smell of paper. It's fascinating. Yeah. Okay, how do they get these scents? Especially some of these weird ones. They take, well, sometimes they take a real thing and then they put water in it. Or alcohol, and then they let it sit. You're very close. Ooh, okay. They usually use petroleum or benzene. Benzene is a crazy molecule that you do not want near your human lungs. The plant parts eventually dissolve in whatever solvent is used. And then they leave behind like a waxy substance that contains the oils. And then from there, they place that substance in ethyl alcohol. And that's where you get the, the alcohol-based scent. Hmm. Yeah. A steam dist- distillation is a very similar thing, but it's with steam instead of like benzene or petroleum. And then you place it in tubes where it is cooled and liquefied. Cool. Expression. Yeah, and liquid. Expression is literally pressing the plant, like lavender, mm-hmm. or animal butt, until the oils come out. Looking at you, beavers. Okay, I was like looking at you, Becca. Like, <laughs> what? I know you've squished a beaver butt, Becca. And then enfleur, a large glass sheets are coated with grease, and then flowers or other plant material are spread across them. The glass sheets are then placed in tiers between wooden frames, and then the flowers are moved by hand until the grease is able to absorb the fragrance. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then maceration is the same thing, but with hot fat instead of gas mm-hmm. or instead of grease. And then now we also there's this thing people do. They use this thing called headspace technology where they let me show you a picture of this. You everyone should Google it. It's very I don't know. It's just humorous to me where it's like <laughs> the most evil scientist thing I've ever seen. They put literally like a glass bottle around like a flower and then they just take all the scent from it. That is so funny. Like, couldn't you see that in a children's TV show? Like where the they're great like, mouse detective. Where it's like, well, I'm going to take away all of your scents. I'm Dr. Doofensmirch and I'm putting the whole tri-state area under a big thing. I'm going to make a perfume out of it. I'm surprised that doesn't exist already. That's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. But that's how you get stuff like spray paint for the most part. They'll do that and then either they can analyze it and then create their own Mm -hmm. version of synthetically or they literally just do that and then take the actual scent and bottle it. Hmm. Um, Like I said, Fragrantica has over 71,000 perfumes listed, which is a lot. I didn't realize that much existed. A term that you are a thing you were trying to describe earlier when you are buying perfume there's a thing listed often called silliage, S-I-L-L-I-A-G-E, and it is described in French, I guess. Silliage. It means, it it's means... a goofy factor. <laughs> I wish. Like silly? Yeah. It's just, Silliage. it's how silly the perfume is. Yeah. How silly, how, how many giggly it makes you. per minute? <laughs> we should measure our podcast in JPM. <laughs> jokes per minute and then in each episode we can say sorry this is a pretty low jokes per minute episode this is pretty low jpm we gotta get our numbers up we gotta get our jp if it but if the jpm's too high you just run your wheels you know uh, so silliage is in french it means wake or like the wake behind a boat specifically and it's hmm. the perfume trail left in the air when someone leaves the room and it's also used to like describe longevity and how far the scent is coming off of your body, which can be affected by, you know, how much you apply. But it's also just how strong the oils are. Wow. And then there's also top note, middle note, and base note. Every perfume, for the most part, is made of these, especially mixed ones. You know, you can get ones that are, like, just rose water. Mm -hmm. But complex ones. 
Top note or head note is what you smell at first and it dissipates quickly. This is not the alcohol. The alcohol you're supposed to, when you spray perfume, you're supposed to wait and then smell it. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to. So I've seen people sniff from the bottle, which is insane behavior. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anything there. And it's usually things like mint, lavender, citrus, kind of lighter scents. And they, they have smaller molecules, like physically. So they dissipate quicker. Hmm. Middle notes or heart notes are things like seawater, sandalwood, jasmine. They're more main body and they're intended to blend the top and the base. The base note is what you smell later, usually only on the skin. And it is usually the main theme of the perfume and not noticed until 30 minutes after its application. So if you're shopping for perfumes, you could put like some on those little like sticks Mm-hmm. carry them around with you for 30 minutes while you look at other stuff and then smell them because that's what you're going to smell like. It's not You don't smell like the first whiff. Hmm. You smell like the... That's so complex. I did not know that. And then when you apply perfume, don't rub it in. When you rub it in, you ruin the top notes and then they all go away. Well, the top notes aren't there for more than 30 minutes anyway. But they're kind of enjoyable. And uh-huh. you also make it so the base hasn't had time to warm and so it will often smell stronger or kind of off. They also recommend you apply it on pulse points which I'm sure you've heard before. I haven't heard pulse points, but I do know like behind the ear and wrists. Those are pulse points because they get warmer and yeah, so they warm yeah, the perfume. which I've just never heard them referred to as such. I think Coco, didn't Coco Chanel say, apply perfume wherever you want to be kissed, which is funny. Coco Chanel was also like a Nazi. So. Yeah, I also don't want people to kiss my wrists. I've never thought about it. About that. Well, on this podcast... Do you want someone to kiss your wrist, yes or no? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's fine. You have to leave that entire pause in there. <laughs> I will. I, I cannot be <clears throat> I cannot be assumed to You be, cannot be quick at this. Yeah. Uh, I cannot no, be too eager. A, ladies never eager. A yes, but with like a question mark. You are also, I didn't know this, you're supposed to store perfume in a cool, dark, dry place. You're not supposed to put them in the bathroom because you can decrease its half-life and it will essentially turn to just alcohol. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen an old perfume bottle where the liquid's like yellow in it mm-hmm. instead of clear? That's because mm-hmm. it's it's like denatured essentially. That's interesting. There are actual perfume archives and museums for the preservation of historical perfumes. That must be such a hard thing to try to figure out, trying to perf- to preserve a scent forever. They're kept in, like, crazy vaults. Yeah. And then... Like vacuums. Sometimes they can reverse engineer old perfumes by using uh, gas chromatography, but if it's old enough, it's gone. Yeah. Which, like, I never thought about the heritage of perfumes. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if an animal goes extinct. That seems like something that is, like, particularly fleeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scent is... I've I've heard it described as like scent is like music, where it's just it's yeah. there and then it's not. Well, and also just how powerful it is. Where like I'll smell a scent that I haven't smelled in years, and I might never smell again. There are certain perfumes I cannot wear because they were in parts of my life that I just don't. And care like to deodorants, remember. yeah, mm-hmm. same, yeah. And ninth I'm sure grade, <laughs> ninth grade PE man. Yeah, I, I'm also like there's things like oh that's what grandma's house smelled like mm-hmm. during the funeral. Mm-mm. Yeah. But, like, it's crazy how you can recall it. That is why we're going to have another episode on olfactory memory Yeah. <laughs> at some point. Also, what affects fragrant smells is the wearer's physiology. How much you eat spicy and fatty foods can increase the intensity of a fragrance. 
I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Well, it's also like a chemical reaction with your yeah. sweat. Well, in some medications, we actually exude through our sweat. Mm-hmm. And so what medications you take can actually change the like body of the perfume. Which is, that's one thing where they, on one of the websites, were like, don't apply the perfume to those strips. Because then you won't know what it smells like on you, because it'll be different. However, I wonder if it's one of those things, though, where if you're an amateur, then you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I wonder. But like I different did. types of wine and coffee and stuff. There was one, there was a perfume, I bought a small one, because it smelled so good in Sephora. And then I put it on and I wore it for like an hour. And I was like, this is nauseating. Like, it okay. literally just, and I had Desert smell it from the bottle and then smell it on me. And he was like, those are two different things. I don't, you smell terrible. Like, it was, it was so, thankfully, it was like a little tester. Yeah. But it was just so gross. Weird. It was one of the, it was a fun one, too. It came in like a little juice box. Fascinating. And Boy, then God. also, uh, you should be well hydrated if you put perfume on. Because the dryness of your skin can affect the oil. Yeah, so that's how to be a cool perfume wearer. Make your perfume last more. I guess Good don't. Good to know. I'm sure half my perfume is alcohol by now. I mean, you can like always I, I have swig a... it. What's your, okay, what's your favorite smell in Fresh the world? linen. Fresh, not like an experience or. Oh, favorite. Oh, okay. Like your favorite. What's. I mean, the Disneyland Main Street. My grandma's honeysuckle bush. It smells so good. Dad wore a specific kind of Old Spice that I like. Oh, like, that's good. I hate the smell of sheets that have been worn for any period of time or like you've, you've been laying in. That. You've I can like complimented smell. me on how little my sheets smell. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, your sheets don't smell very oily. I can like even old clothes from DI mm-hmm. after the first wash, if they still have like if I can smell the, the oils, I yeah, can't. Deal breaker. Yeah. I have. I was explaining to Anna, I think part of the reason why I eat so many bad sandwiches Mm-hmm. is because I smell very, I, I think I smell quite well. Like I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of a hound dog. Super sniffer. I'm a super sniffer. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. I ain't nothing but a hound dog. And hound dogs apparently think all milk smells bad because inherently mm. milk smells bad or mm. like cheese kind of always smells bad mm. or even meat. Like even bread, if I just like, like bread, if it's been in the fridge for any length of time or even in a cupboard, I can smell everything that was in that cupboard that was open. Like, yeah. So everything always smells a little off. Yeah. And so I try not to focus on that. And then when someone's like, oh, d- is this bad? Smell it. I smell it. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's all bad. That sucks. That's I'm why sorry. I like restaurant food one so much. One of us lives in a haze and the other one lives in crisp, stark clarity. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But that's why I like restaurants, because they store most of their ingredients separately, or they're going through and them fast And they go through enough. their ingredients so quick. I'm hungry. I had a protein bar today for lunch. Good. I had real lunch. Good. Any hot celebrity goss? Besides Kylie Jenner this. renamed her child. Yes. Was initially named Wolf. She said, just so you guys know, he's not named Wolf anymore. We just didn't feel like it fit. Hasn't revealed the new name. Huh. So that's the most recent thing I can think of. I kind um, of respect Ukraine it. Ukraine is at war with Russia. So if Ukraine is a celebrity and Russia is also a celebrity, yeah. then that would be the hot gossip. There is someone, I don't know, I can't remember her name, in Ukraine currently, a, a master student like myself, who her advisor posted on Twitter that she was like working in a bunker and for like everyone to please like pray for his master's student because he was worried about her. Yeah. Because I think he's in Russia. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, super fun. But she was working on her thesis in a literal bunker. And I, the other day, was like, 
I'm kind of hungry. And then I ate and then I was like, I'm kind of sad. Maybe I will take a break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that made me feel like a little wuss. Yeah. But it's okay. I kind of deserve it. Yeah, you can be a wuss. Yeah, that's fine. First world problems. I'll allow it. First world problems. Also, we shouldn't say that. No. Right? No, first world is bad. Yeah. I I never even thought about that before. And nobody canceled Weird Al. He doesn't deserve canceling. I'm just kidding. I like Weird Al. I feel like I have a little Weird Al living in my head sometimes. Mm. Where You know how sometimes I just have parody songs that I made? I do that too. It's all good. the time. We have... Do you think we share the same Weird Al? No. What if... What if he was our child and we were divorced and we had Weird Al time? Well, you know how each... Oh, we're oh oh we switch off. Uh huh. There's one weird. Owl. I was imagining I don't know like a hive mind situation. <laughs> a bunch of weird owls with wings. Yeah. And they're all female. They're all genetically female. Yeah. And they're all clones. And we support them <laughs> unconditionally. Unconditionally. Our little brain baby. I love my my curly headed bees. <laughs> we should listen to more weird owl together and sit in silence while it's playing. Yeah, I wasn't like a huge. Weird Al, like, Stan One of my up. first concerts was Weird Al. Oh, My first one cool. was Reliant K, which is a Christian rock band. They're Formative. fine. That's cool. Actually, no, my very first was I Was a Baby. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember it, but it was Violent Femmes, so that's cool. My first was, like, I don't know, Kurt Bester. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's, like, like he, 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 like, does Christmas concerts in Salt Lake. That's cute. I mean, that's probably my first. And then Hugh Jackman. That. Music Man. Yes. And then Taylor Swift. So we got there eventually. So I have Reliant K. We have a legitimate K, person eventually. Reliant K, Weird Al, Neon Trees, and then whoever opened for him. And then Offspring and the Panic of the Disco. Supposed to go to a Kesha concert We were supposed to go to a Killers concert. And then we were su- – or not Killers. We were Saint supposed Motel. to go to a Saint Motel concert. And I'm still mad. And Killers probably won't be canceled. We'll see. Nah, it's probably fine. How do we end this in a funny and entertaining way? I don't know. None of this has you been You smell funny. bad. Ha ha. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm withering away. <laughs> we will have to exit the sound booth at one point. Um, jeans are kind of weird. They're just cotton. That's all I have to say about that. Mm, I think the smelly joke was better. P-U. 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 P-U, I tinky. P-U later. Okay, <laughs> that was it. P-U later? Like, see you later. Obviously. <laughs> what if I didn't get it? I was like, funny you say P-U. Then.